Hello, everyone. Welcome to Otaku American. This is your host, Big L, and my cohorts, Mike and Fresh. What's good, guys? I'm balding, balding, and he has yet to be bald. I got clippers. I can hook you up for free. I've got you. How about I punch you in the face? <laughs> don't, be, don't give me that look. I got you. I'm sure it would look fantastic. I know it's been a while since we've had an actual show. I, yes, I totally ignored what you just said. I know it's don't been a while me. since we've actually had a uh, show. Um, we've had some interviews with you, uh, different guys uh, that were placed on the show. So this is the first time we're actually doing a show together uh, in quite some time. I know you hear it. And at this rate, I don't know if we're going to do ball, another ball. show again. So. <laughs> Getting on my nerves. <laughs> so, what have you been up to since the last time? I think the last time we did a show was back in September. Yeah, so, well, I think around the end of September. Uh, well, it was like the middle of September. Yeah. So, back when it was actually still warm. Yeah. So, uh, what have you been up to? I, yeah, good job, buddy. I've been listening to the alarm clock on my phone go off every day. Speaking of phones, then you talk about one possibly getting a S six. S six. Yeah. Why? Well, I have the S5, and I, I like this phone for, you know, what it is. It's a good phone. You know, I can call and text and all that good stuff. It doesn't freeze on me or anything, none of that craziness. So they came out with the S6. When I heard about it, I was like, all right, you know, I'm going to check that one out so I can kind of compare the two to see what's changed, what they've updated, what things have come out that are new, this, that, and the third. Wanted to compare the two, check them out see if it was really worth getting the S6 as opposed to just getting the S5 because I'm sure there are probably are a lot of people that have either already gotten the phone and have had the S5 or haven't had the S5 and for those who haven't had the S5 I wanted to do a quick review and test and um, compare the two for the listeners okay that was it yeah that was pretty much the whole purpose of me getting the S6. Mm. No, I'm sorry. I was looking at something on Instagram. So, you know, as, as people know, as people know, we have an Instagram uh, for the, the podcast, uh, Taco American. That's pretty much it. No Did, uh, space, no nothing. Didn't they just say on uh, the Daily Show you were watching that Americans don't even gram unless it's Insta? Dinner. Americans won't even gram unless it's Insta. <laughs> unless it's Insta. <laughs> yeah, the, the Daily Show is ridiculous. But, um, yeah, I was looking at some stuff on here or whatever, but, uh, to go back to your cell phone thing, I don't know. I'm thinking about personally, uh, uh like I have the HTC M8, which is, which came out the same time as the, uh, S5. The S5 yeah. So I, I've been thinking about getting a new phone also. Um, I was looking at the Blackberry Prev, 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 no, it's Prev. Uh, yeah, I think um, it's Prev. So, I'm looking at that one, and I was always, like, a BlackBerry fan, as most people were, like, what, 10 years ago? So, but, um, since they're running Android, I don't think I'm really missing anything, because the problem with going from, like, an iPhone, an iOS, or an Android to BlackBerry was they kept using their own, um, operating system. Now that they're going to use, it's basically a BlackBerry running android so i'm looking at possibly getting that phone i'm not sure yet i'll let you guys know um if i get the phone or not obviously but um as of right now um 
I'm still on the fence because I have both Verizon and I have AT&T now. Anyone who knows, Verizon is probably the most expensive cell cellular carrier that you could possibly have. Probably. Yeah. I, I look at they like I, I I have a basic plan with them. I have uh, a two gigabyte plan with them because I have a tablet on that line. No, it's like twenty five dollars a month just yeah. for two gigs. Yeah. I'm like so I I, I inquire about possibly getting a phone on that line and it's just like ridiculous the amount of money they want me to spend for that for one phone and one tablet on that line with six gigs is almost more than when i'm paying for um at&t three phones a tablet and two phones um and 30 gigs of uh what you call it's almost more than that yeah. Which is ridiculous. So I'm like, mm, I don't know. Maybe I should wait until I can upgrade that um, tablet and then just swap the tablet out with the phone and then keep it moving. So, or I have to consolidate something. So, because there's no, like, I have a, I have a tablet that I just never use. So, yeah, because you know, I use the Surface all the time. You ask them what would be like a rough estimate, maybe like an average pricing for, you know, what we're trying to get. And, you know, the first thing the customer service agent says is forty-seven thousand dollars. It's like, yeah, no, we're not doing that. No, I, all joking aside, what uh, I asked them how much would it cost me to do this, and they're like, well, it would be a hundred and seven dollars. Yeah, out your pocket right off the bat. Yeah, and I'm like, before we even get to the other price, wait a minute, wait a minute, a hundred and seven dollars, and that's what I'm paying out of pocket. Yeah, I'm not paying anything more or less. Exactly. So I'm paying, well, out of pocket, I'm paying $107 to convert it from what it is now to what it's going to be with a phone. And then that's not including how much I'm going to pay for the phone. If it's a two-year uh, agreement, I can't get a two-year agreement because it won't go, uh, I won't be able to do that until like the middle, no, close to the end of next year. So I'm like, maybe I'll just keep this the way it is and just get a new phone through AT&T. Because at least with AT and T, I know I'm gonna if I'm because I have that edge or whatever they call it, mm-hmm. I know I'll be able to just get you know a phone for like a certain amount of money a month. Plus, I'm not paying for the other phones anymore. So, but still, even at that rate, my monthly charge was just slightly higher than what they wanted to charge me, which would have been like not a hundred dollars, a hundred, hundred and seven, a hundred something like that. It would have been like one ten. Whereas I add another like, <clears throat> add a little, another like eighty bucks, and then I'm paying for three, two phones and a tablet through AT and T. Now I hear like I have my friend has Verizon, but at the same time, like it's funny because we'll be on the phone, and then I'll say, well, I have this picture that I got, and let me send you the picture. She's like, okay, so I send her the picture, and then I'm like, so what do you think? She's like, I can't see the picture. I'm like, why not? Well, we would have to. We would no, no, no. She said we would have to hang up for her to get the picture, get the picture, and then call me back after she gets the picture. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Why don't? Because with AT and T, I stay on the phone and it it transmits to the phone. I look at the phone. Since you have Wi-Fi, you can stay. No, no. This is through regular data package. I don't even do it through Wi-Fi half the time because my 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 phone is old. So it acts a little weird sometimes with Wi-Fi because I updated it to the newest. Well, I updated it to Lollipop because marshmallows should be coming out shortly. But I updated it to that Lollipop. That sounds delicious. 
updated it the <laughs> and it acts a little weird but that's because the phone is almost in the phone came out in 2014 early 2014 so it's about to be two years old it's not quite two years old but based upon when it came out and what year it is now it's about to be two years old whereas in actuality in phone years it's probably like four years old now so in phone years because you know phone years you gotta add because phone yeah. cycles come out phones come out every six months so each every six months is a year really so in some companies it's even earlier than that sometimes it's every three months samsung is like every three months every four months so i have htc so they have it's about every six five to six months so that would make this phone technically like four years old so but i digress You've been playing what? There's a free game. There's a couple of free games on Xbox, mm-hmm. and um, it was the one with the robot. No, Night, Rogue Night. No, it's not Rogue. No, Knight. no, no. It, w- it wasn't. Um, it wasn't Night Squad. There it yeah. is. Night Squad and Incredible Adventures of Van Helsing. Obviously, you've been playing Van Helsing because it's similar to Diablo. It's pretty much a reskin of Diablo. Yeah. You see. Now we're we're watching it. We're downstairs and we're watching it on Xbox. We're in a, yeah. Mike Mikey Fresh just um, downloaded the Incredible Adventures. No, I didn't. Van Helsing. It was it was there when I got it. And I opened, turned it on. You know how this thing is set up. Okay. So well, yeah, I press I A. It, yeah. Nothing happened. No, 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 no. You have to act before you try to play it. You have to make your character. Okay. What? What am I doing now? You can just press A because you only have one class. There's there's three different classes. And it's still there's... not allowing me to do anything. I press A. Yeah, go over to the difficulty. Okay, casual or normal. Now go to the hunt. Okay, you can name your guy. Yeah, I know Change that. Name if you want. I'm trying to figure That's out fine. what. No, go highlight the hunter. So what what do you like about this game as I'm playing the game? The first thing that I noticed right off the bat when I played this game, because, well, another game that a couple of friends of mine had played, like, right before this one came out, which was also, like, an online multiplayer game, we were playing that, and the first Wait, what's thing, the other game? I think I know what game you're talking about. The, um, the other game was, um, what was the name of that game? It was Dungeon Siege 3. It was a game that they converted over from the 360, and you can play it on the Xbox One now. So we're playing that. Dungeon Siege 3 is a great game. Mm-hmm. Graphics are good. you got all of these characters you can play from. It's a really great game, but the only thing that myself included that we didn't like at all was that when you played it on multiplayer mode, you had to share the screen. So okay. if I'm on but one that's, uh, I understand where you're getting what you're saying from that but at the same time back in the day that's what a lot of these games were you yeah. had to share the same thing. that was back in the day when we didn't have what we have now i and i don't think a lot of people liked that back in the day but they didn't really have much of a choice there are probably some people that did but i'm guessing the majority didn't like it because everyone i talk to doesn't like it but this game is pretty much just like diablo Except it's like a rescan. You um, play as Van Helsing, and you're pretty much doing, you're pretty much monster hunting as Van Helsing. 
mm-hmm. from what I could tell so far. Yeah. Graphics are good. The control is good. Like Diablo, you have all of these different skills that you can unlock and upgrade. You got three different types of um, types of characters you can play as. One is uh, like your regular hunter class with guns and swords. Another one is like a mage class. And the third is a class that has... Uh, it seems like it has like a cannon, but I haven't actually played it yet. I've been playing as the uh, mage class and a hunter class so far. Game is good. When immediately, as soon as the game starts... It doesn't really have, like, a tutorial that forces you to play in a tutorial and you can't play with anyone else or start the mission or anything. As you're going, on one-player mode at least, as you're going, you get the little pop-up windows that tell you what, how, to fun- how things function, what you can do. On multiplayer mode, I don't believe it will have the pop-up window show you like that. But cool thing about the multiplayer mode is pretty much just like Diablo, you don't have to share the screen. So, you know, if one guy is in a town and you're out here just doing whatever you want to do, killing monsters, collecting items or whatever, you don't you you don't have to drag the other character with you. Okay. How does how does the game feel so far? Yeah, it's it's Diablo. I don't really care for Diablo personally. Well, it's an American RPG. Yeah, yeah, but that's the thing. I don't like American RPGs like that. I, you know, back in the day, I used to really love RPGs, but now, uh, that American RPG I'm playing now is the one that most people are playing right now. Which would be, which, at first I wasn't sure if I was going to like it, um, because I remember playing the first two, and they were real American RPGs. Now it's more or less like, uh, the new version action of American RPG. R- yeah, action RPG, which is the new version of American RPG, which is like similar to, of course. Well, let me just say it. Um, Fallout Four. I've been playing Fallout Four on PS4, and um, it reminds me a lot of um, Mass Effect because Mass Effect is the same kind yeah. of way. Uh, and there's other games similar to Mass Effect and Fallout Most Four, especially the and later Mass New Effect Vegas and yeah. Fallout Three. Yeah, that kind of thing. And even if you think about it, to some extent, um, Destiny is like that. Yeah, Destiny is even exactly more so like now that. because yeah. they changed a lot of things. Yeah. Whereas, um, yeah, because what it, you got the expansion for Destiny or no? I didn't get the expansion yet. Uh, I was about to say because I never get it. Never showed up on the thing. No, but even before the expansion, it. they they changed a lot of things because apparently some things happened with the companies and all of that stuff. What Bungie? Yeah. What happened with Bungie? From what I hear, uh, one guy, uh, apparently what happened is Bungie was partnering up with another company. I forgot the other company's name. Mm-hmm. And one of the employees that was responsible for making, I think, about 50 to 60% of the game and like the voicing, just all of these different parts of the game that he was making by himself, he didn't agree with what they were doing. So they end up letting him go. And that's why you hear a different voice for the ghost that you're with. And as you're playing the game, remember before when the game was earlier on in its life and you got to, I think, level 20 and you had to get armor and everything to level up more? Yeah. They changed that. They yeah, I heard about voices. that. They added a lot of um, customization into the game. Then that's pretty much the reason why they changed all of those things. I mean, personally, I like the new changes that they did. That works well for me. 
And I, I actually haven't heard anyone say otherwise. I don't think, well, the voice change on the ghost aside, I don't think anyone else has complained much about anything else. Because a lot of people that I know that still play Destiny, they don't like the new voice of the ghost. They're like, it's like they're not even, it's, it, they said, one guy said it sounds like an automaton when he's talking. Yeah, it's funny that you say that because uh, I was talking to uh, some of my friends from work who play that game still. And they said they don't like the new voice for the ghost either. And I told them, well, I wouldn't know what the new voice sounds like. Of <laughs> course. So, because I haven't played the newest version. Plus, you know, honestly, Fallout 4 is a very good game. And I've been playing, of course, I've also been playing. Well, my game rotation as of late have been um, NBA 2K16, okay. Fallout 4, and Star Wars Battlefront. So, well, I've, I was playing the Star Wars Battlefront beta. I was playing Halo 5 Guardians, The Incredible Adventures of Han Helsing. Um, How do you play the beta when the game already came out? Well, I play, I was playing the beta up until the game came out. Oh, okay. And I was playing Mad Max. You have no intention of playing that game or uh, buying that game? Mad or renting? Max? No, not Mad Max. Star um, Wars. Star Wars. No, I'll, I'll, I'm going to buy Star Wars. It's funny about Star Wars. What's funny about that game is I like the game Technically, I like it. What I mean by that is what they do is there's no single-player campaign mode, really. Right. And it's mainly multiplayer online. It's kind of like and Titanfall they, in that aspect. Yeah, it's like Titanfall, but it's also like Battlefield, just if you were to have no story mode. It would have been just multiplayer Battlefield, really. Kind of like how Call of Duty is now. Yeah. But um, at least with Battlefield and Call of Duty, they try to give you a single-player mode, but... In actuality, let's be honest, it's it's multiplayer, and that's pretty much it. Nobody even plays the single player anymore. But for people like myself who do like playing the single player and playing co-op. And myself. Yeah, it, it sucks. So, But with Star Wars, it's not even, with Star Wars Battlefront, it's not even a matter of a story mode. Because if you think about it, story mode is the new movie that's coming out December 18th. Yeah. So... That's their story mode. They're like, if you want to watch, if you want to see something about a story, watch the movie, and then maybe after the movie comes yeah. out, we'll give you a story, a single player uh, add-on. We're gonna go ahead like with a solid maybe. But at the same time, like I've played the game, and there's certain modes I like and certain modes I don't like. The modes that I don't like are like the flying modes with the A wing and the X wing. Really, I, I can't stand that because the mechanics for it for me is. Like, maybe I have to change the uh, control scheme or something because I just can't play that game. I can't uh, play I that haven't mode. played the... I can't flight, play the mode. Flight part mode, yeah. And I, a friend of mine, I was playing with, uh, you know, Frank was on there. And yeah. he was playing a game. And we were in the first mode, which was, like, shooting um, clones and everything else. And I was killing him, killing people. Okay. When we Halo when five training, yeah. When he switched over to the the flying one, it was like I wasn't even sure what I was doing. I'm like, <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> so, but like, yeah, if you're a Star Wars fan and everyone knows how Star Wars had like the biggest fight scenes were like in A wings and X wings and Tie fighters and yeah. that kind of thing. Of course, if you're a Star Wars fan, you're gonna love that, and you would love to be in. Like Frank was like, yeah, I was doing great in that. I was like, yeah, I guess. I couldn't tell because I didn't know who anyone was. All I saw was dots. And then when you would fly, really? when you okay, because from where you start, you f- start away from the battlefield, so okay. you have to fly into the battlefield. But by the time you fly into the battlefield and you start recognizing what, m- making heads and tails of things, 
the people either have shot you down one or <laughs> you um or they fly right past you oh nice so you're like and then there's no way like for me with the control scheme the 3d space it seems a little weird so maybe i have to change the control um Con- change the control uh the control scheme okay. for me to do for me to make heads or tails of what I'm doing in that mode. Well, but so far I don't like the mode at all. Period. I don't like that mode. There's other modes. There's like a pod mode which okay. I played. That's not that bad. Uh, and then there's the ones where you have the land vehicles, the ATST and the eight. Yeah. And AT AT and that kind well, of thing. At least with the Tie Fighter battles, is there like a boundary that? Yeah. The, okay. There's a there's, there's a boundary, but it's a very wide open space. Well, yeah. So, which but. to be expected, but at the same time, it's like if you're not entirely sure, like I was with playing that mode, yeah. and for me, that was my first time playing the mode. So well, Frank, it, it, obviously, Frank has played that mode before. That's why he threw me in that mode because he got tired of me killing, kicking his ass. No, <laughs> so well, is there is there at least. Like anything to help you distinguish between friend and foe, are the enemies like yeah. highlighted? The, hi- the enemies or? are in your your allies are in blue and the enemies are in red. Okay. If you're the red team, it's that. If you're the blue team, it's that. If vice you're the blue versa. team, okay. yeah, it's vice versa. But there's a way of distinguishing who's what. But the problem is when you get to that, get to the point where you can actually aim and shoot at them. They've either shot you down. Or you, or they. From what I've noticed, is I got, I didn't get shot down that much. It was I was running past people. Okay. So it was like you shoot, you shoot, gone. They're like, oh, and then you, it's like a chore to get turned back around to see them, which is weird because X wings and Tie fighters are usually in like the upper atmosphere. Yeah, and they so, have a high maneuverability. Yeah, so there's not a lot of wind dealing. You're not dealing with a lot of wind. So yeah. that's why I don't really understand why it's like a chore for me to turn around and shoot at these people. Because it's not like we're like real close to the land. If we're real close to like Earth, to like land, then I can understand the winds and everything being a problem. Yeah, and But when you're in space. Correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't those same vehicles like spacefaring vehicles also? Yeah. They're space-faring vehicles, so they should be able to maneuver better than they do in the um, in that in a, like a dogfight, which is basically what it is. It's yeah. a fighter squadron, I think it's called, and it's like a dogfight scenario. But I'm like, why am I? Why are the mechanics similar to like me flying a plane? On when Earth? you're in a ship like that, it shouldn't feel like you're trying to fly through the ocean. But that's what it is. So, and that's why I'm like, I'm. I told Frank I was like, yeah, I'm never playing that mode anymore. Unless unless I figure out something, I doubt I'll be playing that mode. Because I don't want, I don't even like. See, the thing is, it's just like Dragon Ball. The thing about if you're not a fan of the franchise, there's okay. certain things you're. If you're a fan of a franchise, you're willing to look overlook things as long as it's a game, a good game. Otherwise, same thing with Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball Zeno Zeno Zenoverse, yeah. There's flaws with that game, but if you're a big time Dragon Ball fan, you're, you're gonna acknowledge the flaws. But you're like, hey, this is Dragon Ball. I get to play within the world of Dragon Ball. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big time Dragon. I mean, I will acknowledge those things and I will point them out because there were a couple of things about that game that I didn't like at all. Yeah. And when it's Dragon Ball Xenoverse and they make it an MMO, I mean, 
right off the bat, it should be an open world. It should be completely open world. And secondly, when you're actually doing a mission, there's the boundaries are way too small. There's, there's way too small. I mean, in, in certain missions, there might be like six different stages, and you have to use a special teleport portal thing that you've never seen in any Dragon Ball episode or movie. And it's like, wait, it's not like these guys aren't powerful enough to just fly over to the other area yeah. like they normally do. But we're kind of going off what I was basically what I was getting at was Star Wars Battlefront is a it's a good game. The problem is for a person like myself who's not really a big Star Wars fan, it's not something that's going to hold my attention really because right. it's like as a as a a skin over top of Battlefield, it doesn't do a good job. Because one, um, like if you play Battlefield before, you know that a vehicle will show up. You have vehicles, random vehicles, at bases, and you can pick up a vehicle and drive out. Okay. In Star Wars Battlefront, you can't do that. From what I've witnessed, you have to pick up a token that then has like an A wing or something like that, and then hope that you get that. And then when you get it, you select that vehicle and then you fly in to the battlefield with that vehicle or with that ATST or something like that. Or whatever vehicle it is that you get through luck of uh, the draw. Okay. It's not like they're just sitting there and you could just run over there and get one and then go into the battlefield. No. It has to be like you have to select. You have to be able to get that in as a token. That's one thing I don't like about it. The no. second thing I don't like about it is the shooting mechanics isn't bad. It's just like Battlefield, except it's, you know, laser vehicle, laser uh, guns. Um, the spacing is a little odd. Like, I understand it's it's an odd. What I mean by that is it's in my, from what I've witnessed in the game, it's clusters. Okay. You get spawned up in the clusters, which is weird because a lot of the maps are open, not close quarters maps like there's the snow map the snow map unless you're going to a building it's not closed quarters but yet everybody gets clustered into the same spawn area now the reason why i think that's bad especially in a game like that is because people like the spawn camp yeah so if you all get spawned in one cluster then all five of y'all die at the same time you come out the door yeah all five of you die at the same time so it's not like like with halo with halo 5 Although Halo 5 also had its own flaws, but when in a multiplayer, you didn't have to spawn from the same place over and over again. You could spawn in different areas, especially in Warzone mode. Yeah. You spawn in different areas, which, to be honest with you, the Battlefront, um, Star Wars Battlefront and Warzone mode in Halo 5 are virtually the same thing. When you're playing in, I forgot what the name of that mode is, that... Um, I forgot what the name of that mode is, but it's one of the major modes in that um, game where you're pushing people back from um, from outpost to outpost to outpost until you get to the very end, which is okay. pretty much just like Warzone or um, or there's an arena uh, mode that's similar to that. You get to spawn in different locations in at Halo 5. And in Star Wars, you spawn in the same place over and over again. Hmm. So, And then you, you know... Depending on how good the people you are with or how good you are compared to those people, you may not be able to overcome that. Because I've had some stuff where we just got ransacked because they would run up, 
and they wouldn't even take the guard, they wouldn't even take the outpost. They'll stay within the range that they don't take the outpost, and they yeah. sit there and they shoot you off, pick you off as soon as you get out. So I'm now, like, this is stupid. With Star Wars, if if when I buy this game, I personally would be extremely disappointed if, for example, what in this game, what you should be able to do, like if you're playing as someone who was extremely proficient with the Force, like Darth Vader, or oh, by chance that is hot though. Yeah, when you're playing a game and Darth Vader shows up and someone plays as Darth Vader, yeah, or Luke Skywalker or somebody like that, that is hot though. Yeah, I gotta say that now. What would disappoint me is if you're playing as Darth Vader and you're on the ground land battle and, you know, you're killing people doing your thing. With him being so good at the force, he should be able, like, if you see TIE fighters and everything in the air and those are like actual players doing their air battle. If if they do not allow you to use your force powers and like yank a TIE fighter out of the air and slamming it to the ground, which is what he can obviously do. Because they did things like that in, in the movies. The movies. Yeah. And they did things like that in The Force Unleashed. Now, yeah. if you can't do that in this new game on an Xbox One console or PlayStation 4 or on one of the newer PCs, it'll be like, WTF, like, why can't I do that? Yeah. There will be things like that that's, like, painfully obvious that you should be able to do that games just won't let you do. Well, my rating for Star Wars Battlefront, I'll give you two ratings, basically. As a person who, like, as myself, who's not a big Star Wars fan, I would probably give it a three. It has some room for improvement, and since it has, and since it's mainly multiplayer and there's no other option except for multiplayer options, you're pretty much stuck playing so, in, those, in that circumstance. You're giving it three force chokes out of five? Yeah, but if you're a Star Wars fan, it's like a four. Four, four Force Chokes. If you're a Star Wars fan, you're going to really love the game. Okay. Yeah. So I wouldn't give it a five because, as everyone knows, I don't give games fives. Mm-hmm. You have to be, like, the best game ever. And there's no such thing as that. So, but um, um, me knowing a little bit of Star Wars, if you can't do some of those things that I mentioned, I will not give this game a perfect score, even if everything else is great. Because there's some things that when they allow you to play as characters like that, when you could play as the Darth Vader and the Emperor and all of them, and you can't do stuff like that, nah, you're never getting the perfect score. Yeah. Other than that, what, uh, Fallout 4, I like Fallout 4. I would give Fallout 4 a 4 out of 5. And that's because just playing the, playing Fallout 4, you know, it's it's just like Fallout 3 in New Vegas. But, and if you like those two games, you're definitely going to love Fallout 4. But the thing for me is, the thing that makes Fallout 4 very good is the base customization thing. And you know yeah, how I, I feel about, about to that. comment on that because you can, there's a lot more customization in general. Yeah, in general. But between, for me, it's between the base just, um, customization and the weapon customization. The weapon customization, don't sleep. That's a pretty heavy. Oh no, I've I've seen some of it because people broadcast the game all the time. Yeah, it's it's definitely the weapon customization is very good. Um, the base customization, I like it a lot, and it's very good also. But it's it takes some finessing to make it look halfway decent. 
So you can make it look real shackety shack. Yeah, you can make it look like a real rickety shack, or you can make it look like you know something. Now, thankfully, they have uh, when you're playing the game, they have a wooden and a metal uh, for um, prefabs. Yeah, and the metal I think looks a little better, but when you put them together, it looks kind of weird. So whereas the wood looks looks a lot better when you put it together, as you want it to look weird. Yeah, so I've seen some where you have platforms floating in the air and all kinds of craziness, yeah. which I tried doing that myself, and it actually works out pretty good. So, but um, yeah, right now all I do in that game is I do missions when I need new, like when I need more supplies. Yeah, to build other stuff. And, yeah, yeah. So I do missions just for that. Like some people do missions because they rather just do the missions. Yeah, because you don't have to do the base customization stuff. You have to. Like you have to set up a base, but if you don't like it, you can just do it and then move on and do yeah. other stuff. Whereas if you like it, you know, I spent like three hours, three to five hours of the game just building a base. Yeah. And most of my hours in the game, because I've I've gotten probably a good like twenty hours in the game. Um, most of those hours that I've gotten in the game have been base building. And weapon customization. And that, so. that's one thing that I've always liked about Because I started playing Fallout with Fallout 3. And Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas, and Fallout 4, what I've always liked about it is you can get everything that you need and don't need from doing the main story, the side quests, or just venturing out and doing whatever you want to do. Yeah. Well, I never played Fallout 3 and I never played New Vegas. But I did play Fallout 1 and Fallout 2. Fallout 1 and Fallout 2 are straight RPG, American yeah. RPGs. So, and the shooting aspect were, was always god-awful <laughs> in those games. I heard it was that. always god-awful. But when you play the game, it wasn't about shooting, really, and fighting. It was about being a vault dweller who left. Mm-hmm. So, and it's good that they, they, I can see where they took some of that from the first and second mo- games and put it in Fall 4. But most of four is like New Vegas and um, three. Yeah. And the so. vault dwelling thing, uh, everyone that I know personally that have played Fallout 1 and 2 or have played all of the Fallouts, they always say the same thing about the vaults. They're like, whatever, it, regardless of what anyone thinks about them, always keep in mind that the vaults were never intended to save anyone's lives. No, they weren't. <laughs> they weren't. Was it like, was wow. a, a social experiment at best. Yeah. At worst, it was just some place where they held bodies so that they can use them to harvest or something like that. So I was a little surprised, though, because in um, Fallout 1 and Fallout 2, it was more or less you were alive yeah. and working in the vault. And that I like 4 because, you know, it's not really a spoiler because you can find this out anywhere. Twitch. Um, they put people through... Cryogenics? Cryogenic um, stasis lock. Right. Where they, you know, and and I think, I have never played Fallout 3 in New Vegas, but I know in 1 and 2, that was not the case. You, you were in a vault, and you were living in that vault, and then you got out the vault. Yeah. Yeah, the cryogenics, I only noticed on uh, Fallout 4. Yeah. So that's like a whole new, like, twist on the vault thing. So it was real, it was real sad when I woke up. And yeah. everybody in that joint was dead. Yeah. So, you know. It's funny because I haven't actually played it yet, but I know the entire game. No, it's funny because what for me was funny is, and I I saw this when I was watch, playing um 
you know, I played it and then got a couple of reviews on it. And the whole premise of you getting out of the vault really was finding your son who was taken. Yeah. But when you start playing the game, and I was watching this one guy, and he made a little skit or whatever of it, and he was like, "When you're playing a game, it, you can easily forget about finding, finding your, son. your son. Yeah, easily, just easily. real quick. Like, what was forget. I? What was I supposed to do? Something important. And what, then he's like, in his video, he was like, "Yeah, you know." He was like, man, he, he was like, he gets out, I'm looking for my son. And then he gets to building and crafting and all kinds of stuff and doing other things. And then he has a, like, thriving community now. And he's like, I keep thinking I forgot something. Oh, yeah, I forgot to plant those new Thai uh, potatoes. Yeah. And, and then, yeah, I, you completely forget about what you're supposed to do. But eventually you go back to it. But for me, that was a very good game. Um, I would put that uh, four out of five. Um... Just like um, Star Wars Battlefront, if you're a fan of Star Wars, it's a four. If you're not a fan, then it's a three. But but my caveat in regards to that even is, if you like games like that that have a campaign mode, you're not going to like that because there's no campaign mode. So you're not going to be able to play that game really by yourself. Well, you could play it by yourself, but it's not advised. So, because there's no real campaign mode. So, so Fallout 4 gets... Four cryogenic headshots out of five. Yeah, I would say that. That Fallout for see Fallout. I will always give most, especially if you get it for PC. I will always give it a perfect score. But I didn't get it for PC. I got it for PS4. If you're getting it for a console, I'm gonna give it four and a half cryogenic headshots to the face. Well. I was going to get it for Xbox because I know most of the add-ons are going to be on Xbox. But if I like the game that much, I end up getting it on PC anyway. So right. it's not that. It's, especially I, since it's available on Steam. I don't exactly. see why I would. I'm definitely getting it on PC. And I'm giving it 5 out of 5 cryogenic headshots. Because when you get Fallout for PC, if there's something you don't like, you just mod it. Yeah. There well, will always be more mods on the PC than anything else. Yeah, I'm not a big mod fan. I like playing the game straight and then keeping it moving. If I find a mod that's actually very good, because I've played other games and, you know, that kind of thing, and they've had mods. Like, um, what was it? There was a mod that I played for Half-Life that everybody was uh, um, He-Man. He-Man. Everyone's All He-Man. the power so. race goal. Yeah, so, and then there's other ones with Transformers and all kinds of stuff. And, you know, regular mods within the game, but just tweaks and stuff like that. I've played those, but as of, like, within the last five years, haven't played really any mods. Unless they were, like, an official mod. There's some games I've played, like, on Steam, in which, technically, they are completely modded out also. Like, I've played Prison Architect, and um, it's another game on PC I've played. What is it? Uh... What's the name of that movie? Oh, Shadow. Shadow. Shadow Run? Shadow Run, yeah. I have Shadow Run, the Dungeon Crawler one oh. on Steam. So, um, and those are Shadow Run, the one that I have, not the online one, but the offline one. Right. That one's heavily modded. So, I think most of what's there be. It's is heavily easy. modded. So, but um, as a whole, I'm not really a big modder kind of person, but to switch gears, uh, is there any anime you've been watching? I know for me, the anime I've been watching is the um, Haikuyu. Haikyuu? 
high Q, something like that. Um, basically, this um, the volleyball anime because season two has started, and I've been watching that, and I've been loving it. But as most people know, I love sports anime to begin with. It's really the only anime I'm watching, mainly because Fallout Four has been taking all my sp- all my time. So if it's not Fallout Four, NBA, or Battlefront, it's the best. It's the big volleyball uh, yeah. anime. I haven't really been uh, watching anime. I've been focusing more mostly on these uh, new games that have been coming out. Yeah, well, that's the thing about and see, this is the thing about watching anime. Um, there's a couple of shows that I'm looking forward to seeing, and probably in the next show we'll talk about. But it's November, December holiday season in the United States. Yep. And that means there's a lot of games. If you're a gamer, there's a lot there's of games coming out. a lot coming of up. games. So, and that's usually the problem when you're otaku in general. Yeah. You know, you may like, you know, manga, video games, you know, all these different. It's like, it's like the five it's the five things, like how people say the four elements of hip-hop. It's like the five elements of otakuism. Yeah. And this, you know, manga, cosplay, anime, video games, and just anime in general. But yeah. anime, cosplay, manga, video games. What's the fifth one? Maybe it's just four elements. Yeah, whatever. Similar. <laughs> so, but if you're like, if you're a fan of all, you don't have to be a fan of all four. Just like in hip hop, you don't have to be a fan of all four. You just have to really like one or two of them. Yeah. And then, you know, like for me personally, I'm not a big cosplayer, but I enjoy, you know, when people wear the costumes. And I'm not on some like perv like stuff, you know. When, uh-huh. when some people talk about cosplaying, they're like on some pervy kind of thing. I actually like, forgot about that for a yeah. second. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. like it, it's funny because like when you go to you know the uh, cons, they have now they they have these uh, things up that's like, oh, you know, the cosplayers do not touch the cosplayers, that kind yeah. of thing. And I'm like, why would you touch the cosplayer? Then you stop and you're like. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, oh. that's right. There's a lot of pervert perverts that you know, not a lot, but the ones that it, it, it only takes one to ruin it for everybody else. So, and that's usually what ends up happening. So, uh, you know, of course, we don't condone people touching on a cosplayer unless that cosplayer tells you. Yeah, yeah unless they tell you to do it. <laughs> unless they tell you to do it. That's so like, I prefer uh, okay. even even then. Some, I mean. The co- the cos the costume could be perfect, and the cosplayer you might find attractive. But even then, if they you know even if they tell you to do it, even then you kind of stop. Like, uh, but if they tell you to do right. it, like I, I, I a friend of mine his his wife cosplays. Yeah, and that's his wife, and he doesn't touch her while she's cosplaying. He's like, well, I can wait and touch you at home. No, I can so. wait. <laughs> so I'm like, you know. So and uh, also like if it's like a boyfriend girlfriend or husband wife kind of thing and you're touching a cosplayer the people other people aren't going to know that's your wife or girlfriend yeah or husband or um boyfriend right. you know you know they're not going to know that so you know you're kind of putting out the wrong message so you know unless the person tells you to do it and even then i would be kind of skeptical about it not not because they're Something's wrong with them or something in no. regards to that. It's more or less, you know, you're in a space that's not familiar 
and you don't want any problems because one person, you know how people are. Yeah. Oh, I saw so and so touch her and all that, so I was just going to touch her. Well, that's his wife, so yeah. Well, I didn't know that, so yeah. So it's just probably best not to do any of that. But that's you know. But I like like it's funny because I tell people I do this kind of thing. And we do the podcast and everything else. And they're like, oh, you mean like cosplaying and stuff? Do you cosplay? First of all, anyone who's an otaku, not every otaku cosplays. It's not like a requirement you have to yeah, have on it's your not otaku like, resume. In order to get your otaku card, you have to at least cosplay one time. And now I feel there's a chance that you may want to cosplay yeah. maybe one time just to know if you really like it or really don't like it. Yeah. It's but not a requirement, but when there's I no say, problem if you do. And that's another thing. When I say cosplay, I don't mean, oh, just go to, like, Walmart and get a mask and put it on. Because no, that's not that's cosplay. That's not cosplay. That's just you being a, a, a dickhead. So, but um, a, a cosplayer, those are people, you know, I like, most people know, I'm not a cosplayer whatsoever. But I enjoy and I appreciate the artwork because I know it takes... Some people they've been on their costume for two years. It takes some people one blood, year. Sweat and tears. So you know, and a lot of these, a lot of these people make their own costumes, yeah. sewing and welding. They make it. Some from, welding. They literally so, sew it to get. They they make it from like scratch. Yeah, like so, how you make a cake from scratch. Yeah, and I'm baker, so I know that. But um, yeah, you know, cosplaying. You know, it's not my cup of tea, but I do appreciate when people do it. So. But um, on that note, uh, maybe we're just going to end the show because we're yeah. going to try and do some more shows later on. I um, will I will say, though, one game I am really looking forward to getting and reviewing and is ReCore. Ever oh, since, ReCore. Yeah, ever since I saw the advertisement for it on uh, E3. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. See, the, the, the thing with me in regards to those kind of games is it's uh, a matter of Cause I don't know, they haven't mentioned anything about that game really coming out or their the release date. Well, the initial so those things date scare me of uh, 2016. Cause those things scare me because they were like, oh well, it's going to come out this time, and then when it gets closer and closer to that time, which is another thing that I don't like about the gaming industry. In other industries, if you say it's going to come out tomorrow, it better come out tomorrow. Tomorrow, <laughs> gaming. Tomorrow no. could mean next year tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow they could be like, all right, it's coming out next week. And then you get closer to that, like, if it's coming out that Tuesday, you get closer to that Tuesday, and then they're like, oh, we're delaying the game. Yeah. For, I like, mean, three months. That I mean, yeah, that bothers me. But when they do that and it does finally come out, that means there's going to be less updates. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't understand why people just let them off the hook, though. Cause like if like I tell when I would go to GameStop or go to something else, or go to the like um, shows and stuff, people are like, oh well, if they if they push back the game, it should be a better game. No, a lot of times it's never a better game. A lot of times they push the game back because they just want to push the game back, or something like catastrophic happens and then they have to scramble to get something back together. So it's not. I would say nine times out of ten. It's not a better game when they push it back. They might as well just released it and then patched it up. I mean, these, it's not like back in the day with consoles, You, if you came out with a game, I can understand pushing it back because there was no way for you to patch the game while the people have the game. Yeah. But now, all these consoles are online. 
So you could just push out a um, a patch um, to fix something right yeah. away, even if it takes a while. When that first started happening, it it was the, the the thing that annoyed me the most is having to sit there and stare at the screen as it's patching, and there was literally nothing you could do. Well, there was other things you just couldn't no, do you, it on you your. Just, you couldn't yeah, do it on your television. On your television, you couldn't do you it. You could do other things in your house. But now it's not so much of a problem because, like the Xbox, it will patch when you don't even have it on. Stop listening. Anyway, <laughs> so, but let's anyway. let's end this now because the X, this thing is going to get even All right. worse. Look forward to Recore and Sea of Thieves. I'm doing it. You're doing what? Reviewing them. Okay. Um, Okay, I thought you were saying that to me, so I can answer. But no, I'm talking to everybody. No. Okay. Well, you guys have a great day. Thanks for listening. Um, we have a couple of things coming up. Um, some more shows. Hopefully, we're gonna have more shows coming out. Uh, we're also gonna have some more interviews and that kind of thing. I hope you guys like some of the interviews we got. We had um, pushed out there for you guys. Uh, as always, for Taco Bio Taco. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a great day. Bye-bye.